Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Side of Slaw, episode number 39. Coming at you hot on the usual Tuesday night. Fresh off of the up north vacation extravaganza to Petuski mm-hmm. and to the island of Mackinac. Hello, folks. I am here as well. I feel like it's been episode 39 for seven episodes, but we're still here. <laughs> here we do. Here we are. Yeah, so yeah, coming off of uh, a fun weekend. We went, everybody went north. Uh, Liv came with us and had a good time we went to Petoskey well we stayed on Walloon Lake or right off Walloon Lake and we got an Airbnb which was mm-hmm. cool it was a very nice little house we had there um we went to Petoskey ate some dinner went to Kilwins found out the Grace is an Olympic level balance beam artist who knew apparently probably I'm actually really talented and honestly I think that I talked to you about this while we were riding bikes on the island but yeah. you are secretly really good at a lot of things I'm secretly the most athletic member of this family, but my self-esteem is so low, I never had the time to discover it. Yeah, I think that's about right. That's about right. I think that's about right. So, yeah. So, for those who don't know, um, Mackinac Island is, which I think everybody that listens to this podcast is probably related to me and therefore from Michigan. But for those who do not, (laughs) Mackinac Island is um, an island right between the the straits of Mackinac uh, between the lower peninsula and the upper peninsula basically right where Lake Michigan and Lake Huron meet at the top of the state mm-hmm. and there's no motorized vehicles on the island so it's just horse-drawn carriages and bikes so to go there really cool it is really cool it's really fun definitely very touristy but it's very it smells very like poop it smells like horse poop a little bit of that um but you take the ferry over from either St. Ignace which is on the UP side of the Mackinac Bridge or from Mackinac City, which is on the Lower Peninsula side of the Mackinac Bridge. And that's what we did. We went from Mackinac City to, um, took the ferry, which is kind of fun. It's just a long enough boat ride to where it's like, yay, we're on a boat. And yeah. not so long to the point where you feel like you're just on a bus on water. Yeah, no, it's probably 20 minutes. Yeah. I always enjoy it. You get a really good view of the bridge. It's yeah. cool. Which, yeah, yeah, 20 minutes is just like, just good enough. Yeah. So anyway, we went there. The weather was really nice. Really um, good weather. You get to rent your bikes. We rented the bikes and did the trek around the island, which was fun. Um, it, it's about, what is it, 10 miles? I think it's, it's 10, 10 miles. miles. And I was amazed. Like, uh, when we finished the bike ride, I was like, are we all, like, so skinny? Because I felt like it was so easy. I don't know why. It's not bad. It's well, not bad. We had nice bikes. We had nice bikes, and it wasn't, like, super, like, you're going uphill at all. It's really yeah. flat. Yeah, it was pretty fun. And, of course, it's really pretty, but, like, when we finished, I was like, we are the skinniest legends. We also took a couple of different breaks to, like, stop. Yeah, we did. Too. I'm feeling way too good about us, but... But, no, it was it was nice. It was a really beautiful day. Um, had a really good time. Yeah. You Overall... You coffee and had to drink it in, like, three and a half minutes. Yeah, we didn't think about bikes. that. And, and it got, like, all over us, and you're, like, driving through the streets trying not to hit horses, and you're like, but I need the iced coffee. It is... I will say this. Once you're outside of the main port city, mm-hmm. it's very chill and there's a lot less yeah. people. But being in that main area where people are just oh, like, it's like, oh, look at that. And like walking across the street, there's Clydesdales. People are riding bikes. Yeah. Old people are just collapsing in the middle of the road. It's pretty hectic. You're like, this uh. isn't right. And so, and beyond that, it's like, you also have to drive slow on your bike because you're trying not to hit people. But driving slow on your bike also is the most difficult part because then you're really yeah, and then you're and like wobbly. And also, obviously, as adults outside of people who like to cycle for fun, which is no one, you're not really in the swing of riding a bike yet, and you probably yeah. haven't done it in a long time. Exactly. So you're just like, Ugh. no, it's crazy. And then like you're usually because we were like in a group, and you're really close to people at some points, and you're like, "Mom, you made me break really hard, and I almost crashed into you." I had that mm-hmm. moment a lot. A lot of that time. See, I feel like I had the best strategy. You did because I just stayed in the back. You did, and like now that now I know that that's your strategy, and you were mm-hmm. avoiding that. But in the moment, I was like, he's just trying to be a main character and like lives life back there. He's like, Ray. Yeah, and like I respected yeah. it. I was like, okay. You thought I was just having a montage moment in the hundred percent. If you would have asked me, that's what I would have said. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah. That's no, fair. but overall, like it was one of the best vacations I've ever been on. For so many reasons. It was, our cat is crying at the door. He's the most needy individual you'll ever meet in your life. And he's tearing up. And he's tearing up the carpet. And my father is probably going to murder him one day. Yes. But it was one of the best vacations because it was a perfect amount of time, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Because I hate being away from my home and my routine and my environment, as we know. We left Friday night, come back like Sunday afternoon. 
I loved the place that we stayed at. All the things that we did were things I enjoy. The food that we had the whole trip was so sensational. We just got really lucky in like picking restaurants. I loved the people that we were with and it was just overall great weather. I loved it. No, it was it was phenomenal. It was a really good time. And uh, so we obviously, we did the, the island the whole day. Um, well, not necessarily the whole day. We got there, what, probably 10, 11 a.m. and left at like 3 uh probably four yeah Yeah, it was a really nice amount of time on the island yeah and we just missed the rain which was perfect Mm -hmm. and then that night we hit up the casino we went to odawa casino in petoskey Mm -hmm. which is fun i'd never been there before um uh, definitely a much more chill casino i loved it yeah Yeah. i loved it It was way more chill like you go to soaring eagle and it's like so many people and it's i people say you can't smoke in there anymore but it's still smoky Mm -hmm. and you like lose everyone that you've ever known in your life it's a maze it's a maze so i really liked the one that we had spaced out there was a woman that won almost eighteen thousand dollars on a slot machine which Which was was insane um jackson did not win you and live kind of won a little bit right i won seven dollars and 75 cents quality 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 yeah i uh i was down at the craps table and then the craps table was so ice cold that everybody left except me and this one other old guy Mm -hmm. and we which was really fun because we both got to just kind of take turns shooting dice which is the fun part of playing craps is actually rolling the dice um got on like a crazy winning streak between the two of us for about a good 15 or 20 minutes you one back to... one back all the money that i lost and then nice. so was fun and then call it quits and then we call it quits yeah we got up yeah. uh we, we ran away when we were ahead so no we had fun like i think a big part of going on vacation is like who you go with and genuinely i'm lucky enough and i'm sure you feel this way where like your our siblings and like you know the sister-in-law's girlfriends are like our best friends and so like hanging out with those people it's just like the best group mm. and so like anytime i go with places with you people i'm like i could be social more often yeah. i like you people because it's like you feel safe yeah no and that's kind of like what i what i really hoped for is i really wanted you and you know the i guess the sister-in-laws of such to to get yeah. along i feel like you guys do oh no i i'm like it... so lucky like i feared for years i'm like these boys are gonna bring home some person i'm gonna have to pretend to like for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and i haven't had that moment at all yet you guys have picked lovely wonderful ladies not yet and i'm so honest you know i would be i would just say i hate these hoes yeah and i ain't saying it you ain't saying it yet i'm not you ain't saying it yet but no me, all in all is a great it was great me and live play roulette because the boys were playing crabs we watched jackson crabs. lose what crabs what is it? Craps. Craps. Whatever. Name it something better that doesn't sound like poop. Exactly. So craps. We watched Jackson lose two hundred dollars in ten minutes, and then we got bored and we went to a roulette that was like a, a video game, something video like that. Roulette. And we we're like, we're each gonna put in twenty dollars. We had forty dollars, and we were gonna try to figure it out. And we betted against ourselves for probably twenty minutes. And it was so kind of... were you guys just picking any numbers, or was it red or black, odd or even kind of thing? Like, we would just be like, I feel like I 16 is giving me a good vibe. I'm going to put it there. Which is how most people play roulette, but I was worried exactly. that you guys were just like... No, 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 I'll no. Do... So, like, what we would do was we would put money on black, but then put money on red mm-hmm. at the same time. And so, like, sometimes things would hit, but then we would lose. You know what I mean? Like it... Sometimes it would hit green. It would hit one of the zeros. Yeah, which I, I still don't really understand that. And then Jackson came over. How do you not understand that a green zero is a part of the roulette board? Does that because that just means that like nothing happens, right? No, nothing hit. No, you can bet on zero, or some tables have zero and double zero, but you can bet on those. Those are like live numbers. Yeah, but they don't even come up that often. So why would you do that? None of the numbers come up that often. I guess thirty-eight. I don't know. I don't enjoy gambling that much. That's all I'm gonna say. But then Jackson had lost all of his money, and thank God he didn't have his debit card, so we couldn't go to an ATM. So he came over. Oh no, he had it. It just wasn't working. Oh, okay, even better. And so he came over and spent our money, and it was overall really fun. I enjoyed it. Like, I definitely have moments where I'm like, maybe I can go out sometimes. Yeah, that was a blast. And then Mm -hmm. we went home, and Liv and I got cleaned up in Euchre by Dad and Jackson. Yep. Um, Which was unfortunate because we were playing for money there, too. So got Mm. swept. Crap. But next time we'll get him back. Next time. And then we went on the trip down. We stopped back in Claire on the way home at Jay's because we were looking for puppies. Because in the past, they would have the dog breeders would show up in the parking Mm -hmm. lot. And they'd have all the puppies in their pickup truck. They call it Puppy Sunday. But apparently they don't do that anymore. 
So because all the puppies Liv was were getting bummed. disease. Yes, Liv was very bummed, but at the end of the day, it's probably a good thing because I she one hundred percent would have bought a puppy if they had them there. Yeah, I agree, and I I don't know if that's the right choice, but I would support her in it. And I would too, but at the same time, I think that she would obviously love the puppy very much, but I think that she would be... She's already runs herself so thin. She does. She, she's yeah. burning it at both ends, and I'm really proud of her, and she's kicking a lot of butt, but it's like, dude, you throw, you another, you throw a dog in there, you throw another additional responsibility on top, and it's just too much. Mm-hmm. I was like, just take Chase. Yeah, some, yeah exactly. Just take have our dog, with Chase. Please. Um, yeah. Very, very good times. I did notice that I'm a psycho, so that was really fun to discover. Like, I always knew that, like, I was very much, like, I I need my environment and I really like cleanliness. But when we got to this rental house, I immediately was like, oh. Now I need I, something sweet. N- no, it was like, I don't know how clean everything is. I don't know what I want to do. Like, I... And obviously, this is probably a serious issue, but like I like tried to go to bed at night and I was so paranoid about every little thing. I was like, what if they didn't wash the bedspread? I don't know. The, is this mattress clean? Like all those little things. And I was just like in pain, mm. which is not right, but it's just how I am. It's because you have legitimate, even though it hasn't been diagnosed yet, you have legitimate OCD. Most likely. No, you haven't. <laughs> it's not even the most likely thing. Well, it just is. Which is fine. Which is fine. We love it. Which is fine. And it usually means that everything in this house is extremely organized and clean. And even when it is clean and already organized, it cleans again and mm-hmm. reorganized. Yeah. Which is fine. But yeah, no, I, I figured that that was probably going to be an issue for you. It was. And I didn't even really think about it until I got there. And then, like, I stood over the bed for, like, at least five minutes and, like, inspected every area. And was like, hmm, is this clean? What is the, what is the little elephant saying Tarzan? He's like, is this water sanitary? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's totally me. That's you. A hundred percent. So, that's all right. We already knew I was kind of a psycho. Kind of? Kind of. I'm going to therapy. I'm getting it figured out. Therapy. How has that been therapy. going? Have you been enjoying your therapy? I've gone twice. I really like the girl that I'm going to. I'm doing it because, as we all know, I got on the Zoloft. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I was talking to Derek, so we're both on Zoloft. I'm on a really low dosage compared to, like, I think what's standard. So, I don't know. But I really... He also is a man and is also much larger. Yeah, than ex- that's probably a- another big part of it. But yeah. it got suggested to me because they said that, you know, if you're doing this, it's really helpful if you do therapy with it. And overall, I like it. I don't like that I often try to make her laugh and she doesn't laugh at my jokes because I don't know if she thinks that, like, it's inappropriate. But that does, um, I don't, I don't know. It kind of maybe hurts my ego a little bit. Like, I can't take it seriously. But at this point, I should just say, just listen to me and my brother's podcast and you can learn everything that's wrong with me through that. Yeah, I mean, we are very open and honest on this show. We are, 100%. Yeah, we come at you hard. We got the rip-roaring facts. We got that action. We do. Don't hold back. I'll roast, you, I'll roast you over your mental illness all day. We, You guys get mental illness updates on me every single week. They know me not. But um, but yeah. So anyway, let's let's get into the thing that I really want to discuss, and I think that most people want to discuss here, which is Brian Laundry. I thought you were gonna say crypto, and I was like, great, I'm gonna be so no, bored for thirty minutes. We can eventually talk about crypto too. We can talk about Sheeb. But um, but no, we'll talk about Brian Laundry. So since our last podcast, he this what's the date today? Today is the fifth, October fifth, Tuesday, October fifth. Favorite month of the year. It is a great month. Mm-hmm. Do you have any updates? Because I don't know a ton. There, well, obviously, he has not yet been found. Nope. He's not been located. I did see an article today that said that his parents have turned, and his parents are now saying that he should turn himself in if they see him. Really? Like, if, if Ryan gets word of their communication, he should turn himself in. Okay. Now, the real development beyond Brian Laundry's parents flip-flopping and now working for the feds is that how much money did the FBI pay them to do that so as dog the bounty hunter would not find him first interesting you think that like the fbi does that like they would pay no okay i was gonna say that's insane it was more of a joke yeah the dog is after him the dog 
So obviously, I'm sure that everyone's seen the the flyover plane banner with the dog rented it yeah. out. It has like a message for Brian Laundry. Also, I just it needs to be said that if Dog the Bounty Hunter catches Brian Laundry, and obviously they're recording all this, and it's going to be on their new season of the show, right? Mm-hmm. If he actually catches him, it will be the most watched television show, maybe in the history of. Television. I agree, like, I do. Like, if he thought OJ was a big deal, watching Dog the Bounty Hunter chase Brian Laundry through swamps in Alabama mm-hmm. to catch him blows it all out of the water. Oh, everyone would watch that. Pay him all. The, they could make it pay-per-view. And yeah. people would be like, oh, yeah. I'll there. tell you what. I don't think it's going to happen because I think it would be too good. It's too good to be true. But if it was true, that would be sensational. I really... I'm sure that Dog is great at his work. I'm not trying to crap on his work. But I don't know if... I think he's in it for the publicity, obviously. Well, yeah. But, I mean, listen. He... The guy has a bunch of people that work for him. He, I'm sure he has money from his show. More he than probably the has all FBI? The no. But I'm saying he... The, the guys from the FBI probably don't really care that much. Whereas Dog Bounty Hunter understands that if he catches him, it's like the ultimate golden goose payday everything. The culmination of his yeah. life is this. So I think he's much more motivated to find Brian Laundry. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree. I do. Look, look, I would love that. Um, I I really don't know at this point. My gut feeling, I still think he's alive. I do. And you know I want that trial more than anything. But, I mean, I'll hand it to him. He's doing a really good job of hiding out in a motel well, under some unknown name. Phone, does he not? Which is pinging. That's he what does. I've heard. Yeah. Okay. Now, so does that mean that it is on then? His phone is on and he's supposedly more importantly who is he calling (sighs) maybe he's just like ordering doordash that you know what's i think that's probably true and that makes it even better like imagine being that uber eats guy and he's like for brian laundry are you (laughs) (laughs) no just leave it at the door don't look just leave the taco bell (laughs) um yeah because i would be so curious who are you calling like your parents what are you doing if he gets to the point where he decides to turn himself in i hope to all the good things in this universe that he signs up to be a door dasher <laughs> and just starts delivering people food and like handing it to them and then just and then eventually you see reports of Brian Laundry doing DoorDash in like Phoenix. Well he's gotta make some money. You know he doesn't have a real job. Yeah. What's he doing? But it almost would make sense that he was doing food delivery sources because it's not like he can go into a gas station or a restaurant or like fast food, a grocery store. How's he getting how's he getting fed? Eating dandelions? Potentially. Maybe he's living off of, like, the universe's spirit. Potentially. See, here's the thing. Brian Laundry, just the photos of him and his interactions with his girlfriend, strikes me as a guy who's really into astrology. Yeah. Like, I bet you if they arrest him, part of his plea or part of his, you know, not guilty, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah, would probably have to do with the fact that he's a Capricorn or something like that. I just think. I'm a Capricorn. Yes. He'd be like, listen, the reason why she's dead, I'm a Capricorn, I'm really ornery sometimes, especially when Jupiter's kind of like in the third quadrant of the sky like it was that night. Yeah. You can't really blame me, it's just how I am. Just the ultimate beta male. Yeah. I believe it. Hardcore beta. I do. I don't... It's funny to me that, like, I actually feel like he probably could just walk into a grocery store because he looks like every just, like, kind of, like, middle-aged, bald, white man. It'd be tough, though. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Most people, I would agree, would totally not... I wouldn't even notice him. Because, mm-hmm. again, just looks like middle-aged, yeah. no-hair white guy, right? In every grocery store, Target, what have you, there's going to be one girl that's super, super into it, that's obviously white, that would 100% notice him. I guess. I, I do agree with that. I think... Um, I don't know. Like, he could easily disguise himself. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up... There's this guy on TikTok that looks exactly like Brian Laundry. Have you seen this? No. And is pretending to be him. No. And is, I don't know, it's so funny. And like all the comments are like, how dare you? This is so offensive. But he's like, I'm at a party and no one's found me yet. Like, it's <laughs> so funny. But he looks exactly please, like him. Please tell me he started a TikTok account named like Brian Laundry. It's called that. Is that what it is? I'm yes. dead serious. <laughs> and it's just because he looks exactly oh, like him. I can't remember the gosh. name of it, but I'm trying to look it up. But it's so funny. That is phenomenal. 
phenomenal. Yeah. Brian, what if we find Brian? In like St. John's Kroger. Hey, Brian, if you want to come on the pod, you can come on. Imagine. We would blow up so fast. Listen, I will give Brian Laundry the most fair shake of an interview that anyone can ever give him. That's what I want. Yeah, do. you would be the man for the job. Yeah. Him or Rogan. Because here's the thing. I really don't care. You are Either Rogan. way. I really don't care. You really I, don't care? In that I don't have like an emotional attachment to it. I just kind of think mm. it's it's funny that there's all the attention okay. around Okay, well, it. he's sitting That's right where I'm sitting and he admits it. He's just like, yep, killed her. What are you going to say? I'd be like, what was your thought process at the time? Oh, you would? I would get deep into it. I'd say, well, why did you kill her? Okay. I would say, if you did it, OJ. Mm-hmm. How would you do it? All right. Things like that. I would get I would get deep with it. I'd want to know the real gritty, gruesome details. And then when the podcast ended and you were like, thanks for listening, folks, would you tackle them really quick? I or would what have was you your go plan? in the other room and call Kyle Forrester. That's <laughs> Kyle Forrester is the best man to ever have catch Brian Laundry. Yes. For those who don't know, Kyle Forrester is a guy who I really like, who works out at our gym, who is mm-hmm. a massive man, who also happens to work for the Sheriff's Department here in this county great man Kyle Forster is a, is a mountain of a man and I love him I really do he's such a cool guy but yeah I yeah, would happily so cool. I would happily have Kyle Forster bring Brian Laundry into custody Ugh, I would. nothing would make me happier I talked to Kyle about the case and he said that he thinks that Brian's dead mm. which I don't you don't I don't see I, I think my initial prediction was that he's dead but it's just tough because given how long he's been missing usually stupid people which he does not strike me as someone who's extremely intelligent usually they are not good at being hidden for a long time because it requires you to live pretty much entirely off the grid he does not strike me as somebody who is capable of doing that Mm -hmm. now i think it obviously would be a lot more fun for the world if he were to get caught and you could have the big trial and all that stuff but i really think that there's a pretty reasonable chance that he's just dead in a swamp but then what's the story with the burner phone I think that he might have had a burner phone and it might just be on or something like yeah. that, but he could still be dead. No, I agree. I do. Do you think that like you could live off the grid like a hundred percent? With planning? Yes, but he didn't have any planning. He just like, showed saying, up and just like went for Spur it. of the moment. Yeah. Could you just be like, this is it. This if is I my life now. If I literally just now. walked out of the house right now with the clothes on my back and decided I was going to live off the grid, quote yeah, unquote, like probably not. Like one of those situations where you're wanted for a murder that you 100% didn't commit or something, but like if you were framed. I've been framed. And you just had to live off the grid. And that's the night that the last went out in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it'd be tough. I Listen, I've never tried to live off the grid. I've been, yeah. I'm a product of the system. You I've are. always had a bed. We love I've toilet paper. Oh, yeah, I've always had teepee, showers. I've always been able to go to grocery stores to get food. Uh-huh. It's not to say I don't know how to hunt, but I mean, I'm assuming if I just walked off the grid now, do I have guns and stuff? Do I have the tools necessary to hunt? You got to make a spear out I've of a rock sh- I've gotta, and yeah. a stick. Then I'm definitely dead. Then I'm definitely not yeah. killing anything. I would just get so scared that like a raccoon would eat me or something. They make that crazy raccoon noise. Yeah. What's your best raccoon noise you can do? I couldn't even tell you what a raccoon <laughs> sounds like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've only heard it in movies. I don't know if they actually make that sound. Maybe the movies made up the raccoon noise and that's not actually what it is. Nothing makes me cringe more than like any scary movie I've ever seen in my entire life than that scene in Elf when the raccoon jumps on him. <laughs> because walking, I, yeah. I've never touched a raccoon, but I feel like I could feel the texture of that and it horrifies me. You know they have a very large layer of fur. A very large layer, but I know it's not soft. I know it's probably mm, of course. the texture of your hair is a raccoon. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I could really see that. And they smell disgusting. There are certain scenes in movies and TV shows that you can feel it too. I know. And that's one of them for me. That's 100% one of them. I'm trying to think of other things. Because there's definitely, you know, where you watch it and you're like, Ugh. Not, yeah. not, not necessarily a cringe, but where you have it made up in your mind of what that felt like, what the, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that for really sure. exists. That's a big thing. Probably just because we've watched the same movies over and over too many times. Yeah, that's, that's probably what it is. I could really agree with that. It really is. There was a video you sent me a while ago, and it's this guy standing underneath a dump truck, and they're going to pour water on his head. And it, like, the dump truck, as it's tipping down, catches his head and basically breaks his neck. 
And oh, I've yeah. thought about that for a long time. And you I've also seen it? the one where the guy, yeah, and it makes me feel like I'm dying inside. Mm. And then I've watched another one where they're in a pool and the That's guy That's the jumps. one I sent you. Yeah. Which that one I forgot about until I just remembered it right now. And I literally couldn't stop seeing that for like a week. So I know. I, you... I felt bad that I showed you that actually. Yeah. Absolutely but we horrible. were just talking about this. When I see videos of people being injured, I laugh and I find it amusing. Yeah. I, I watch it over and over. You yeah. get very upset. <sighs> I don't know why. I can get behind an innocent injury, like America's Funniest Home Videos kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But where it looks like someone died or is paralyzed, <laughs> I'm like, I can't really get behind that. Yeah, I know what you mean. But like, if it's I just, think ha ha, the dog ran into that guy's nuts, that's one thing. When it's a guy trust falls into what he thinks is a huge pit of sprinkles, <laughs> but it's just the cement, I can't. Uh, yeah, I so cool that video of that guy who like fell back into like sprinkles, but it was only like an inch of sprinkles, and he <laughs> broke his back. Has like ten million views oh, on TikTok. Oh my gosh! Yeah, which I was telling Grace at the time that I can relate, because I was doing I don't even know what you call it, but where you have like ropes up on a pull-up bar, let's say, and you are suspending yourself and essentially almost doing like a reverse pull-up like you're holding all of your body weight and you're doing like you know you can't see my hands but you are suspended above the ground and you are trusting that the rope is going to hold you Mm -hmm. but it and it did not and i only fell i don't know like two three feet Mm -hmm. but it was all of my weight and it was completely unexpected and it was just thunk and i remember like i couldn't breathe for like 30 seconds it's like that kind of pain where you're like <laughs> it took the breath out of yeah, you. Yeah, it 100% That's did. That's so funny. And then when it snapped, it cut my hand open too. Ugh. But then I had to play it off like it wasn't happening because mm-hmm. obviously I'm in a public gym and no one was in the room, but I'm thinking somebody's going to walk in here yeah. and I'm going to have to pretend like that didn't It was hurt. a bad day at Snap Fitness. It was a very bad day. Do you remember fitness. when you were little and you would fall or just something and you were in so much pain, like your head was throbbing and the blood in your head was like, ugh. <laughs> Like what? I, do you know what I'm talking about? Like when, like it's almost like a headache. Like either you have been like running around outside, and it's so hot, or like you get so hurt that like your head is throbbing. I used to feel that way. I don't know. Like I'm if, please tell me someone can relate to that. Hold on, you're saying that you'd run around so much that you feel like your head was like bleeding. Like I can't even explain it, but like you know what, like. Like a pulsing headache? Is that what you're talking about? Kind of like that, basically. Like, maybe I was just really prone to headaches, but, like, basically, maybe. like, you would give yourself a headache from either, like, like running around so much or, like, from pain. I don't know. I've definitely been in the place where you get so worked up as a kid that that's real, that you have that. Well, that's yeah. the other thing. I would cry so hard that yeah. that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Cry so hard that you have a headache and you're exhausted from the crying. How refreshing was it as a kid? Like, we need to bring this back where, like, you were, something upset you, your parents were upset with you, you yelled at something, and you ran to your room, you slammed the door, and then maybe you threw, like, a little bit of a fit, and then you cried in your bed so hard that you fell asleep, and then when you, it's that thing where you're, like, you wake up and you smell spaghetti, and, like, it's dark in your room, and then you wake up and you're, like, okay, no. Damn, we're good. <laughs> like yeah. I need that again. Oh my gosh! Why in my head while that was happening, and you wake up? Did I picture having younger siblings in the living room watching The Land Before Time? The <laughs> <laughs> Land Before Time. Yes. That was probably a big part of it. Oh, wow. yeah. Like the resilience of kids, just to be able, like, <sighs> I'm okay now. And we're good. It's great, man. I, I tell you what, I always hated as a kid. I'm still not a nap person for this very reason. But especially when I was a kid, I would hate taking a nap at like, let's say two or three in the afternoon mm-hmm. and that feeling when you wake up and it's like just getting dark. I hated that because I felt like I oh, missed significant parts of my day doing that. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. That and I would wake up and I would be like, something's not right. My life <laughs> is wrong right now. <laughs> I don't know. Just because it's like, it's dark, but it wasn't my nighttime sleep. It was my daytime sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also hated it as a kid because I was kind of stubborn. Because, you know, when you're a kid, sometimes you really do just need to sleep because you're tired. Oh, when yeah. You, when you're tired, kids get angry and Toddlers, yeah. And all that stuff, right? And especially when you're that age, you hate the fact that people bring it up, but even more so, you hate the fact that they're right. 
<laughs> you hate it so that's much. so true and so whenever you would just forcefully you know like all right you got to go to bed now don't come out here until you take a nap kind of thing yeah which i don't know if anybody else was forced to take a nap as a kid probably but still and let's say out of that rage like you're you're, you're angry mm-hmm. that your parents are making you take a nap but like at the end of the day you probably need to because you're an exhausted and you rage yourself kid. to sleep you rage yourself to sleep but then you wake up and you actually legit wake up and, and you're your like face- crap yeah, your I face, fell for it. Your face is all red. Your hair is like all messed up. You look like you're coming out of a coma. And you like open the door and you go back out in the living room. People are hanging out and they're like, you feel better now? You want to be like, nope, I really don't. I really you're don't. Like, you are you wrong. wrong, mom. <laughs> you were wrong. I didn't need this. I actually feel worse now. Oh, Thanks. That's I, so true. That's oh, hilarious. That little kid's spite is a whole yeah. other level well it's funny because even like i babysit now and i'll be like okay now we're gonna take a nap and it's always nope i don't need one nope mm-hmm. i'm good i'm good i'm good and i tell your mom i tell your mom and then you like close the door and 30 seconds later it says zonked zonked yeah big time zonked i have <sighs> such fond memories of and it was always at grandma Sue and papa joe's house when they lived on their little house elmwood, yeah. yeah elmwood geneva and they would spell nap. They would spell mm-hmm. N-A-P. And it was like probably when me and Jackson were like absolute devils and they would make us take naps. And I remember for so long being like, what does it mean when they <laughs> spell that? What is it? <laughs> what does it and mean? And then, then it went backwards. Then it was P-A-N for a little while. Yeah, exactly. And then that was even another riddle where you're like, oh, I thought I knew and the And I first remember one. I like the day is. where I was like, I think I'm becoming intelligent because I was like, whenever they put those letters together, this happens. Intelligence. Intelligentsia. Yeah. I could only take naps, I swear on my life, till I was like maybe three or four and then I've never taken another nap in my life. Really? I can't nap. Mm-mm. Really? I guess that makes sense. I don't think I've ever seen you take a nap before. No. You're like, just a night sleeper. Well, even like when we were, I don't know, like I swear mom made us take naps till we were 16, but she would like put the littler boys to bed and then she'd be like, you just have to go in your room and play. And I would like play with my dolls because I couldn't sleep. Mm. But it's fine because yeah. as a kid, I loved it. Were you like this? I loved playing like with toys by myself. And mm. when I didn't like playing with toys with other kids, mm. I was like, you don't get the vibe. I think that when it's tough because when I was little and like, you know, you have, you know, like toy toys, right? Mm-hmm. I was always younger, older than you guys. And I think that I had like the, I'm the older kid and you guys are kind of babies mentality. Yeah. It's so funny. Like when we were little, that was the thing. It yeah. was like little kids and big kids. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, at the time there was a big age difference. Now we don't even think about it. But when we were little, it was like peasants yeah exactly it's like i am nobility. you're beneath me but then as you know you get older it's like you obviously don't it, it turned much more into like either playing a sport outside or to playing video games it wasn't like yeah toys kind of thing but um yeah i don't know i i that's that's difficult to it probably answer. is different i think about it like i've always been a loader and i remember like in school or like outside of school playing like dolls and barbies with girls and being like what the fuck are you doing you're doing it wrong like that barbie looks ugly Mm -hmm. that is not her name you don't get it stop like i've always been such a loner and like looking back of course that's what i would think and do but that's a petty yeah Yeah. no i mean and, and that does make sense and to be fair I think that probably most of those little girls probably thought you were wrong and stupid and dumb and they probably yeah. felt similar to how you felt because yeah. I think that was the beauty of, you know, having dolls and obviously there's only so many dolls that fit the template mm-hmm. and look the same way. But yeah, obviously you give them different names. That one's Courtney to you. It's Rachel to some other chick, whatever. For sure. And, and you're like, how dare you? How dare you? Her Doesn't name make is sense. Rachel. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, the, the good old days. The, the good, good old days. days. I struggled reflecting because I didn't have, like, um, until I entered elementary school, I only had brothers. Mm. And it wasn't, I had, like, my cousin Kaylee, but she lived far away. And it wasn't like I had a ton of girls I was close to. 
And so when I got into like grade school, I did not know how to relate to girls. I was like, what do you do? How do we, I don't get it. Like girls would like solve conflict weird. And I would be like, you guys don't just punch each other. What do you do? (laughs) You just hold the grudge for like 10 years. Yeah. It was strange for me. Like I, and I know that that kind like, it sounds like I'm not like the other girls, but I've always gotten along better with guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, you have only brothers. That, that makes complete yeah. sense. That makes complete sense. And also, women are weird. Women are so weird. Like, I've just, I've never gotten on that vibe of, like, <laughs> when girls are like, hey, bestie, so I'm thinking blah, 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 and I'm going to do this, and, like, you'll never guess what this guy Snapchatted me. I've never cared. I've never cared. I don't think anyone cares. But there's, like... A genre of woman who thinks that you care. Mm, this is my theory on this. I think that's more of a test that women put out there to see if you care about them, not if you care about the thing mm, they're talking about. Oh, that's, that's what I think. Yeah, that's probably that's really hypothesis. true. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think, like, the friends that I have now, like, we're friends because we all were loners and depressed in high school. And mm-hmm. so we found one another. And that was you what guys bonded like the us. Breakfast club. We were literally the breakfast club. Quite literally. Because we couldn't relate to any other women. <laughs> yeah. And that's the bond. That's fair. That's fair. That's the bond. Yeah, I went through phases with friends. I, I think that I, as a kid, you know, growing up with so many siblings, I didn't need to rely on other kids for entertainment. Yeah. Which was a big thing. And then as you branch out and start to kind of dabble more in the friends as you enter into like middle school high school kind of stuff um i had caden caden was just like my best friend and everybody else was kind of like oh cool you're also here but that mm-hmm. doesn't really matter as much because i hang out with caden yeah and then and when caden graduated and moved out and i had to actually make friend friends mm-hmm. i did that and i had you know especially my last year of high school i had a, a number of very strong solid friends and had a good time with them but um it's just it's like my whole life I've gotten enough social interaction just yeah, by default, from being usually from home. like work and being at home, that yeah. I kind of don't jones for social interaction outside of that. Exactly. That's how you feel. You're like, and I'm good. And my I'm tank's set. full. Yeah. I feel that. Well, I think how you kind of felt with Caden, like, I don't really, I don't really need friends. Mm-hmm. I felt that way because I was such a loner that I was like, friends are optional. I don't need you. You know what I mean? Which is, so probably sounds horrible, but that's well, always how I felt. I mean, if that's what makes you happy, and it's not you pretending. Because there are, listen, there are legitimate loners in the world. And there are people who are afraid to take the step to put themselves out there and make themselves vulnerable. And therefore, their fear makes them, quote, a loner. And like they just yeah. kind of are alone. There's a difference there mm-hmm. because the the first person I said that is just legit loner is a loner. The other person doesn't want to be a loner, but is because they're like paralyzed by exactly. the fear of being yeah. vulnerable kind of thing. For sure. So, and I don't think that you really, and you may have been to an extent, but in the whole time I've known you up until the last couple of years, you pretty much have just been somebody who likes to keep themselves and you still yeah. are. Now you're a lot more socially sharp and like charismatic. For sure. But you still at your heart, I think just kind of like hanging out at home. Which is I fine. do. I mean, I started working with people. Like, I started my job, and that was like a huge strive and growth for me because I had to talk mm-hmm. to so many people all the time. Mm-hmm. And now I can be Ted Bundy with the charismaticness if I, I want to be. be. Ted Bundy. I could literally probably kill someone <laughs> with my social skills. But do you want to go on a date and then I'll murder you and keep your corpse in my basement? I mean, yes or no? Do you um, want a membership? I mean? But yeah, like in my heart, I'm like, yeah. No, thank you. We had topics today. And now we're just talking about our personalities. Rambling. Um, Shakira and her son got attacked by boars. Now, why? <laughs> Where was she, by the way? That this Barcelona. Was she, it was at Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, this is something that would happen to Shakira. Like I heard this, and it didn't surprise me. No, it sounds right when you hear that. You're like, okay, yeah, no, that yeah, you're sense. like, mm, that does sound right. But also, sense. I haven't heard from Shakira in a while. <laughs> yeah, so of course she was like, I got attacked by a boar. I need to tell Us Weekly to be relevant. Yeah, I. Do you think that Shakira intentionally got attacked by boars? 
that's kind of what I'm hinting at. She's just like running up and kicking him in the face. She sacrificed like, her <laughs> and her child for attention from U.S. Weekly. Oh my goodness. Is it U.S. or Us? Isn't Us Weekly? Why would it be Us? You said U.S. Weekly. I don't know what it is. Oh, I don't I think it's Us Weekly. Okay, maybe. But nonetheless, who cares? It's a magazine. It's fine. Magazine United States Weekly. United States of America Weekly. Um, fine, maybe it's Us but yeah like okay first first mistake anytime you're seeking out boars anywhere mm-hmm. don't aren't don't. boars Are you like hunting them if not don't aren't boars like kind of like coyotes like they're they're not that cool they're just like eh. they are i mean there's there's varying levels of pig species i guess there's Boars and like wild feral pigs are kind of similar. Boars tend to be, if I'm not mistaken, bigger than feral pigs that you find in like Florida mm. and Texas and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they're kind of just big pigs with tusks. They're like wild, big, fat pigs. Could people, could boars literally hurt someone, like kill yeah. someone? Oh yeah, they mess you up. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think her strategy was? Did she just run really fast? Did she uh, like, like she did she just sing to them and they were like, okay. Maybe she just did some waka waka. I don't know. I think that your best bet in that case is is probably to try to just climb a tree. Like that's probably yeah, your best bet. Yeah, it would be. Climb real fast. Climb real fast. Interesting. Because bears can climb, mm-hmm. but I don't think the boars can climb. No. And if boars can climb, this is not a world I want to live in. Exactly. Well, I'm glad that Shakira was okay. What would have changed in your life if Shakira had been killed by a boar? Listen, I am glad that she's not dead, but as far as my day-to-day life, literally nothing would change. Uh, but I would have thought about it for at least half a day. I would have thought about it for a good three and a half minutes in the morning when I heard the news. Mm. And then maybe once at lunch, I'd like remember it and mention it to somebody that I was around. And then I'd probably mention it to you at night when I got home. Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably never talk about it again. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. It does. I hope that we're not degrading Shakira by saying those words, but... But listen, that goes for pretty much every famous person alive. There's some that I probably would be affected more by. Like if Matt Go. Damon died, Matt Damon, that yeah. would affect me for probably a week and a half. week and a half. Would you cry? No, but I, again, like I would You'd think about it. You'd wake up in the night and think about it? Probably that in the, like maybe when I was driving once or twice. Is there anyone who is someone who you don't know and are not related to or friends with? Where if you found out that they died, you would shed a tear. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. No. Contrary to popular popular belief, it takes a lot to make me cry. Hmm. See, I think that for you to cry, one of two things needs to happen. Thing number one is you either need to be v- like very, very emotionally hurt on like a very deep level. Or mm-hmm. thing number two, which is more likely, is that you're very angry. Me, personally, I do cry out of anger. Anger cry. Like, I can't have an argument with someone or anything Mm -hmm. without just crying. Yep. For sure. Which, I'm not an angry crier. Mm -hmm. But, man, that's got to suck. Especially when you're trying to argue with somebody and you get angry. It's hard. It's hard. it's like vulnerability in the moment. But you don't want to be vulnerable. You want to be steel. You want to be angry. You want to be hurt. Well, I'm not really an extremist. It's hard for me to deal with really extreme emotions. Mm. Mm -hmm. You're a moderate. I am. This right in the middle. I'm a centrist. What does it take for you to cry? <sighs> like very traumatic things or very <laughs> emotional things in movies and TV shows. I, You knew I was going to bring it up. The Mandalorian? I knew it. And I was going to say, was that a really traumatic thing in your life? So, okay. So like death of someone that I care about or a pet. Definite. Okay. Um like heartbreak in a meaningful relationship that will definitely do it okay um but yeah as far as shows that i've cried at a hundred percent when i was a kid marley and me made me cry for like a long time you and everyone else will never watch that movie ever again number two what else i know for a fact and it's funny so recently, when you and I watched the five people you meet in heaven or whatever, the four people, whatever the number is, people you meet in heaven, that thing, Keep I quietly fought tears for pretty much that whole movie. Are you serious? Dead serious. And you didn't know because you were sitting in front of me on the couch and you couldn't yeah. see me. But I was like 
doing like the choke on your own saliva, like like suck all the emotion back down into your chest for most That's of the movie. That's so interesting. And you hated it because it was a really corny movie and you thought it was really bad. I was going to bring that up because I didn't feel that way because the whole time I was like, there are 101 ways that this could have been better done. The production quality is very low, but yeah. I didn't care about the production quality. I just cared about the story. Anything... The story, like you felt, I can get very emotional when things come to like faith. Like yes. when it gets to that, I'm like, oh. That's a big thing. There's a couple things in movies and TV, sh- TV shows that make me cry. Thing number one is anytime it has to do with like kids, like emotional scenes with kids, that always hits mm-hmm. me right in the feels big okay. times, which is why The Mandalorian made me cry that last episode of last That's season. That's a tiny pretend alien. I know, but here's the thing. He's like the cutest, most nicest, innocent little helpless thing that exists okay and you just whole show are concerned he's gonna get hurt and so it's like there's the mandalorian and then there's him and they're basically they grow from being like little buddies to basically father and son yeah and so at the end when luke skywalker spoiler for the mandalorian comes in and saves them and you know the grogu has to go with luke skywalker to become a jedi and they can't like see each other anymore but they love each other Mm. that i'm like Big, I get big that. time hitting the feels for me. I didn't watch it, but that probably would have made me emotional too. Yeah. And then the other thing, where's I at? Anytime in, anytime in a movie or TV show when someone does something truly courageous and selfless, oh, to the point yeah. to the point where you're like, like where you get proud of them for doing it. Where mm-hmm. you're like, man, I'm I'm so happy that there are people like that in the world that exist. Yeah, that are exactly. To do those types of things, like that, like in, in the five people meet in heaven. The fact that he's this old man and all that he really cares about is doing his job well and keeping people safe. Yeah. And he like, sacrifices himself to save a little girl mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like that whole act is like very like... For sure. Makes you well up because like you're so happy that... And even though it's in a fictional world, it makes you so happy that there are people, you know, outside of the gross people in the world that are like willing to do really important No, I things. totally know what you mean. I get that way. One, about faith and then two, like an American... Like, it always has to be a true story for me. I'm not a fiction gal. Mm. If it's fiction, I'm like, get that corn out of my face, okay? Get that corn out of my face. Get it out. But if it's like a true story, and especially if it's like a patriotic thing, I get proud. I get proud. Yeah, I, at the end of Lone Survivor, when there's like a montage kind of thing, that one made me well up a little bit. Um, trying like, what else? Yeah, definitely military movies. Yeah. The end of Saving Private Ryan gets me. I have never seen that movie all the way mm. through. Mm. Phenomenal movie. Did you ever cry watching Titanic? Nope. Didn't get me either. Nope. I don't know. Why? <laughs> it just didn't. I mean, I enjoyed watching Titanic, but it did make me cry. Um, I think it might also be because I kind of knew beforehand how it ended. Mm-hmm. That could have definitely played a role. But at the end of Saving Private Ryan, when you know Matt Damon's an old man, they're at Arlington. Yeah. And he goes to Tom Hanks character's grave at arlington and he like essentially says to him like i i've tried to live my life like it means something and it's meaningful because mm. all of you guys came to save me in world war ii and you're all dead and you all like died to save me kind of thing yeah like that's anytime you have an old man that's getting emotional you're like yeah mm, that's a big thing for me no for sure old people definitely get me as well yeah. now i kind of want to watch that it's so good it's a phenomenal it's there's definitely some graphic scenes in it yeah it's a very intense movie but it is a phenomenal movie it's hard for me to watch intense things and scary things because it's almost like i don't know like my mind is already like that all the time (laughs) not not really but like you know what i mean like i like scary movie it's just it's yeah it's an intense like i I like to watch things that are like like a happy escape happy escape a sweet escape a sweet escape i've definitely cried at some chick flicks i'm not proud of it like which ones Jeez, like the first time that i watched of course steel magnolias mm, of course. Yeah, that'll get you um sleepless in seattle beaches um what's beaches that's the one with bet midler we'll watch it it's a good one i don't know if i want to of course of course you do of course I do. runaway bride Step-mom. i probably cried at pretty woman stepmom 100 percent. anytime that someone has cancer i'm out Okay, I am done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just a sucker for like a good are chick you, flick. Are you a when the movie has a real happy ending and it's everything you wanted and you're like, do you well up at that or is it mm. just sad things? 
Are you a happy crier ever? Like you're like happy for somebody? Maybe. I think I cry at the sad things. And then if there's ever a moment in the movie where you're like, it all comes together and I didn't even know that that was what it was going to be, that gets me. That's a big thing. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt at the end of uh, 1917, which I don't know if you've seen. I feel like a lot of people Oh, is that the one with Harry Styles? No, that one is, um, shoot, Dunkirk. Never saw it. I didn't see it either. I never saw that, but it did get... From what I remember, good reviews. Okay. But um, 1917 is a super, um, it's a very unique movie. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before. Oh. But um, it's in World War One, and it's it's made to look like it's all shot in one take. Mm. Like the camera follows them from point A all the way to point B kind okay. of thing. And so there's, there's no cuts and like going back and forth between different people. It's like all one long camera take is the way That's that it interesting. looks. That's interesting. Yeah. Which is really cool, um, but the ending of that one in particular is very emotional too because it's it's like, I don't know, you just need to watch it. It's it's very good. Okay, I'd do that. But. War movies can be very intense. Yeah. That, oh, that one is. and oh. a lot of things with the Holocaust. Anything where Hitler's involved, I will probably cry. What's because your... it's a true story. True mm. stories hit home. Yeah, it's tough. What's your as far as Holocaust movies go? What's the main one for you? Um, maybe, and I know that this is stereotypical, but maybe Schindler's List. I've not seen Schindler's List all the way through. Are you serious? I've seen parts of Schindler's List. I've not seen the whole thing. It's because... It's extremely depressing. It's extremely depressing, but it's all the things that we need. Mm -hmm. It's a man being heroic. It's children. It's a true story. It has a lot of tragedy, but Mm -hmm. it also has a happy ending. It's all of it. Does it? Um... Uh, yes, if because I remember, a, isn't him driving away and he's like, "I wish I could have saved more of you, but you're gonna die." Uh, you know what? Actually, it's been a minute, so yeah. I can't really remember. <laughs> I know that there's like one train that are going, and they're like they're going to like a death camp, but then he like saves them, so he yeah. saves that train full. But I mean, there is a how many there's people died in the Holocaust? There, Millions. he probably could have done more work. But yeah, so yeah, Schindler's List is a big one. Boy in the Striped Pajamas is a big one. I can't watch that one. You know, one. It's tough, and also, it's not a true story, and I think it's really cringy, actually. I think it's cringe? Not cringe, but, like, it just gives me bad vibes. There's um, Band of Brothers, the end of Band of Brothers, um, which is an yeah, HBO TV show. Yeah, that's cool. I did see that. Yeah, the ending of that, when they, like, are liberating Europe, finally, mm-hmm. and, like, the world's ending, and they find the death camps, that's a big one. It is. Um, What else? Jojo Rabbit? I never saw that. I'm I meant to. I really enjoyed Jojo Rabbit. Okay. And if you haven't seen it, it's like, it's an interesting movie because it evolves and it's like a very bold, different take on the Holocaust. Okay. And on like World War Two. Yeah. And it's different because it's kind of a comedy, mm. which you're like, oh, that's offensive and wrong. But you yeah. watch it and you're kind of like, oh yeah, like, like there's a number of very interesting characters and funny like legitimately where you can't help but laugh type of funny scenes Mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of scenes in it that have a lot of heart and meaning to it yeah and in particular um there's a scene so sam rockwell you know sam rockwell Mm -hmm. is the actor i'm sure you'd recognize him yeah don't know who i'm talking about um he is one of the ss um he's he's a german military officer but he's not really like the hardcore like I'm a Nazi. He just is like yeah. in the German military essentially. And he befriends and kind of oversees Jojo Rabbit who's the little boy in the movie. Mm-hmm. And at the end, um, it's it's like some very dark humor that's involved in it. But essentially the, the Allied forces are moving in through the town in Germany where he lives. Yeah. And they obviously lose. The Germans do. And um, there's essentially that the allied forces at the end of this movie are rounding up a lot of the ss officers and the the military officers in the german army and are essentially just like executing them like mm-hmm. they're just like not taking prisoners and at the end of world war ii i mean the nazis armed children and sent them to yeah. like, like nine years old giving you a uniform and a gun go get in there kind of stuff which mm-hmm. is obviously horrific but they kind of depict it in this but um the whole thing throughout the movie is that Sam Rockwell's character is kind of like a freedom fighter a little bit. Like he's mm. kind of a part of the resistance um, in that he is very much so against the SS and all that stuff, but he's also a German. And so he's kind of trying to, to battle those things. So he's not like a bad dude. He's just, he's just a mm-hmm. German guy fighting for Germany. 
Um, and Jojo Rabbit is captured by the Allies because he's wearing a German military, and he's like an eight-year-old boy. Yeah. And so Sam Rockwell saves him mm-hmm. by, um, like, Jojo Rabbit knows he's going to die, and he's like his friend, and he doesn't want to leave him. And so he kind of, like, beats him up a little bit and, like, throws him away and says, like, get away from me, you're a Jew, I don't want you to be near me kind of thing, which he's oh. not. But he does that to give him an out to, like, not get yeah. executed. And so, like, yeah, there's some very, very funny but also very emotionally deep scenes in the movie and the yeah. movie does a really good job of kind of like combining a lot of those elements together that was a beautiful review it's so nice you definitely made me want to watch that now so i would watch it so scarlett johansson's in it she's very funny very yeah charming. i think i remember her okay and i'm usually not a huge ScarJo fan but i would totally do that i and i feel the same way she mm-hmm. usually i feel like plays um very i don't want to say monotone but very well, like one-dimensional characters. She does, yeah. And there's not a ton of depth to it. It's like she's either a secret agent lady or she's like a hot lady. Mm-hmm. But there's not a ton of movies where she's, mm-hmm. you know, a multi-dimensional character. And in this one, she is. She does a very good job with it. Exactly. So yeah, highly, did, highly recommend Joker. Right? I think a week or two ago, I watched Lost in Translation, mm. and which that is one that she has. Some, exactly. Uh, like, yeah. is she like an Oscar-worthy? No. Like, no. But I did really like that movie because it was different mm-hmm. it was. i did enjoy that that's my review and bill murray's in it bill murray's in it in a way that he he's one of those characters in my opinion kind of like a tom hanks who can play a lot of different roles mm-hmm. and he really shows it in that he really does but part of the issue i think that the people like bill murray run into is that you watch the movie and you don't really view his character as much as you view him. Yeah, yeah. And like Vince Vaughn kind of is the same thing as Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn was kind of just Vince Vaughn in movies for a long time. Yeah. Adam Sandler's kind of that. The Rock, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so there's people who essentially play themselves in movies. Yeah. But Bill Murray's definitely had a couple of performances and, and Lost in Translation is one of them where he isn't just like the goofy I'm a funny guy comedian type yeah. dude. Where he's... Still kind of funny and charming, but he's not just exclusively cut and dry like, hi, I'm yeah. Bill Murray. Well, he really, in the movie, demonstrated and could play a character in despair and, mm-hmm. you know, basically depression really well. Which you wouldn't expect from him, but it was good. Mm. No, it was very good. I really enjoyed Lost in Translation. Yeah. Well, mom was like, you need to watch Lost in Translation. And I was like, okay. And I did, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. It also... I think I actually talked about this in the last pod, but it really made me want to go to Tokyo. It looks cool. Mm, I would go to Tokyo. Yeah. I'd want to try, and I think we did talk about this in the last pod, but I would want to try some legit Japanese sushi. Yeah. Like Even though that, that Kroger sushi sometimes hits right. Yeah, listen, I don't mind Kroger sushi, but I, I feel like once you've had high-level sushi, it's kind mm-hmm. of like, it's like getting a McDouble or getting a super delicious Wagyu beef cheeseburger mm-hmm. you know what i mean i only want sushi like twice a year i crave it like twice a year yeah. and then i'm like good i could eat sushi a couple times a week oh that's wild i really enjoy it like even when you brought it to you on your birthday i was like eh, eh. no thanks yeah it's just the issue is that i feel like it's um uh, i feel like it's i don't know it's one of those things where not a lot of people who i'm around enjoy it and there's not a lot of places near us consistently that serve it or serve it at a quality level the only food that we have in our town is fast food um and applebee's we got mexican and chinese are they quality though well well occasionally we'll get chinese Mm -hmm. even though it's only eh, mexican eh, except for the is Mm. we do love the is special applebee's never Never. Big boy, never. What, what like else Applebee's do we have? Wheelin, never. Yeah, it's not quality. Not quality. But it's, we do uh, have a Wendy's, which DeWitt does not have. <laughs> DeWitt's getting a Culver's, though, which is very exciting. It is exciting. But, anyhow, we're getting to them 50 episodes for the year. We are. We're getting to that milestone. We only have four more um, episode through. 39s, and then we're going to hit 40. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to just immediately transition from 39 to 50. We're just going to yeah, just make that jump. For sure. So, per the usual, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate all of you. You're all wonderful people. Yes. Unless you're Brian um, Laundry. <laughs> unless you're Brian Laundry. Thank I'm you to kidding. all of our relatives for listening. Yes. But absolutely, Brian Laundry, if you're out there, 
and you're looking for a platform, my basement's open to you any day. Any Our day. basement and Kyle Forrester are waiting for you. Yes, Kyle Forrester may or may not be waiting in the bushes outside my house. You can come on over whenever you'd like. Yes. Thanks uh, for listening, peeps. Absolutely. Per the use, uh, if you want to leave a nice review or maybe give us a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify, leave a nice comment. Yes. We would always appreciate you. And you can always give us a follow on Instagram at sidedub underscore slaw. And Grace keeps it updated with uh, anytime we release a new episode. Occasionally. I, I need to get better at it. But <sighs> thanks, guys. Better. Yes. Thank you so much, people. Peace. <laughs> Hit pause. Oh, I'm such an idiot. It's an hour and three minutes. <laughs> oh, I'll cut out the part where you say it's an hour and twenty. Estelle's gonna say, I feel like I.